Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. All-star closer, Kenley Jansen, we have a question. What's the best podcast of all time? Baseball isn't boring, baby. I'm Rob Bradford, and every single day I'm sitting down with the biggest names to show you this great game is the greatest game. It's my podcast. It's my passion. It's a cause I started more than two years ago and is now the most prolific national daily baseball pod there is. Another fact, so jump aboard the B.I.B. Express. Follow and listen to Baseball Isn't Boring, presented by Wasabi Hot Cloud Storage on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Happy Halloween, guys and ghouls. Ian Hoken with you for a spooky couple hours here on WWL Radio. We're going to tell your ghost stories at 3 o'clock. I'm really looking forward to that. I want to thank everybody who sent in a ghost story. They're all they're pretty good. I'm impressed. Some of them are a little bit longer than others. Some of them are a little bit scarier than others. But, man, I really appreciate you participating in the show like that. That's great. I also want to thank everybody who gave us suggestions for spooky Halloween bumper music that we can use today. Most of that is coming up in the 1 and 2 o'clock hour. And then at 3 o'clock, when we're telling the scary stories, I got really creepy music. Yeah, that creepy music that we're playing at 3 o'clock is creepy vintage music. So it's like ghostly children singing, old-timey music from the 20s and 30s. And the, the recording quality is very bad. It kind of sounds like... You know, it's like a record. It's like a scratchy record. It's really creepy stuff. So, look, at 3 o'clock, I'm going to turn out the lights. We're going to play some creepy music. I'm going to read these ghost stories. And I wanted to light some candles. I I think having open flames in this uh, broadcast studio facility is uh, not a thing. So, I, I brought over my lava lamp from my office. Coleman, I don't know if this is going to do have quite the right atmospheric effect, but it's orange at least. You should have got a, like a, a little flicker filter with it. That way it has the ambiance of the candlelight. Because I realize it's not really the candlelight that does the, the, the witchery trickery. Yeah. It's the flicker of the light that does it. So you well, the flicker effect. I guess I could just turn this lava lamp on and off very quickly. I don't think that's going to be very creepy either. But, it, it you know, it casts, it casts an, an orange glow. So, you know, that's fine. At 2 o'clock, or rather at 2.30. And I've been talking about this all week. So if you're... Tired of hearing me tease it, you know, lucky you, because today's the day we're actually going to do it. I'm going to talk to Danielle Allen. Danielle Allen is a political scientist and director of the Allen Lab for Democracy Renovation at Harvard Kennedy's School's Ash Center for Democratic Governments and Innovation. Man, that's a mouthful. And look, I don't mean any disrespect to anybody, but some of these job titles at like these think tanks and these institutions at universities, this is pretty hard to get all that out in one breath. It sounds very impressive. I'll, I'll ask Danielle to tell us a little bit more about uh, what that means, what the Harvard Kennedy School's Ash Center for Democratic Governance and Innovation does, and what her role as the political scientist and director of the Allen Lab for Democracy Renovation is. Um, you've heard me talking about it. They, they, they came out with a report. Uh, it came out a couple years ago now. It's called Our Common Purpose. And it lays out recommendations and guidelines for strengthening, revitalizing our democracy and preparing it for the 21st century. 
22nd century and beyond. And there's some pretty interesting stuff in here. I think some of it is probably, you know, a non-starter. You know, you've heard me say a couple times now there's a, there's an idea to expand the House of Representatives. If we wanted to expand the House of Representatives to the point where it was prescribed to be expanded to by the founding fathers, because they said, you know, as the population of America grows, you're going to need more representatives. Well, if we had as many representatives as we would need for our population, we'd have over 10,000 members of Congress, which is, of course, ridiculous. There's no logistical way that that's even possible. But maybe we can add 50. Maybe we can add 100. So that our Congress people are more responsive to us. I mean, how are you going to do even no matter who you are or where you're listening from right now, you're one of maybe... 800 other thousand people that are represented by your member of Congress. And I don't think there's any realistic expectation that unless you're a very important donor or, you know, a political kingmaker or a really important business person, that you're going to get much attention from your member of Congress. But if there were more members of Congress, then they would have fewer constituents and maybe it would be easier for them to respond to your needs, things that are happening in your life, in your community. That and much more. That's going to be a really interesting conversation at 2.30. Don't miss it. At 1.20, in just a couple minutes here, we're going to talk to Jen Talley, who's the lead investigator for the New Orleans Paranormal Society. Everybody knows New Orleans is very haunted, right? Coleman, if you had to guess where in the top 10 most haunted cities in America New Orleans would fall, what would you say? Oh, I would have to say top five, maybe. I would want to, if New Orleans is the city by itself, I would have to say number two. Wait, what do you mean the city by itself? Are you talking about like the greater New Orleans area? Yeah. Like, yeah, because I like, mean, Orleans Parish has got to be more haunted than Jefferson Parish. Right? I mean, right. no no disrespect, but like that's, that's where all the history is. No, I mean, like is. nationwide, number two. Okay, well, we'll start at the top here. Number 10, ready? Sure. Portland, Oregon. Huh, didn't see that coming, but it says here, I'm reading now from CNBC.com, the Shanghai Tunnels which run beneath the buildings and streets of Portland were used in the 1800s to kidnap people and ship them off to Asia as slaves and prostitutes. A saloon uh, owner may get you drunk and then send you down a secret hatch never to be seen again. The Shanghai Tunnels says they're very haunted. People creeping around down there, uh, sad about being sold off into slave markets in Asia. But I guess they're they're still haunting the tunnels. I yeah, know. I can see how that would muster up some bad mojo. Number nine, San Francisco like Portland, has the Cameron House in Chinatown, which was just a hi uh, hiding place for immigrants to escape the brutality of the police. It was burned down with people inside. Some say they remained trapped there. The Queen Anne Hotel is also pretty haunted. Alcatraz is also pretty haunted. Number eight is Chicago, where gangsters and Confederate soldiers once roamed, which it sits on several fault lines as well as Lake Michigan, which make it apparently a perfect corridor for the paranormal. There are over 6,000 Confederate soldiers buried at Oakwood Cemetery during the Civil War. Strange figures have been reported there. Archer Avenue has a famous vanishing hitchhiker since the 1930s. People have been seeing uh, this guy reportedly and picking up Vita female hitchhikers. mayor? <laughs> no, I don't think so. I think she quit. Oh, yeah, okay. they got somebody else now, right? Wow. Uh, number seven, Charleston, South Carolina. This is starting to make, like, the old coastal southern cities you'd think would be more haunted. Uh, Charleston is apparently home to the Boone Hall Plantation, where the ghost of a Civil War soldier has been spotted. 
And it looks like he's trying to remove a bullet from a fallen comrade at the brick house. And at the 13th step, legend has it that the ghosts of scorned lovers linger. Well, I guess. Okay, so it's like, oh, uh, uh, my my girlfriend left me for somebody else, but I'm dead. So I'm just going to sit here and be mad about it. For a second, when I was reading that, I thought it was like, are they there together? Or do you are you going to stumble upon like two lover ghosts like having a lover's quarrel mm. or maybe they're you know maybe that, that one's beyond my comprehension m- maybe they're lovers maybe they're making up you know physically just saying number six is saint augustine florida have you ever been there no dude it's pretty wild saint augustine is uh, florida, everything about florida is wild <laughs> saint augustine is the nation's oldest city it has a long history and reputation for being haunted one of its most famous haunts is the Castillo de San Marcos, a star-shaped fort where the spirits of soldiers and a love triangle past may still roam. I went on a ghost tour there at the Castillo de San Marcos. It was pretty creepy. Another lover's story? Yeah, I mean, I, I, I think, you know, unrequited love is like one of the main reasons that you haunt something. That's, that's what I heard. It's unsatiable appetite for longing. Exactly. I'm going to ask Jen Talley about that. Number five is San Antonio, Texas. Another one of the oldest cities in the U.S., the Alamo, of course, the site of the famous battle between Mexican and Texan troops that claimed the life of Davy Crockett, has seen many deaths. Many buildings along the Riverwalk are said to be haunted, including the Alamo Street Restaurant and Theater. Former actress Margaret Gething is said to watch performances from the balcony in a long, flowing dress. And a young boy named Eddie is said to bang around the kitchen and enjoys playing pranks. All right, here we go. Number four. New Orleans, Louisiana. Oh, I know. I, that's I what I said. I thought we'd have ranked high. I'm insulted. New Orleans has voodoo and slavery in its roots and limestone in its geography, creating a perfect elixir for the spirit world. I love that this is coming from CNBC.com, which usually does like economic news. Mm-hmm. But here in this article, they're just tucking this in like, obviously, limestone is a perfect corridor for the spirit. Like, people don't know that. That's not intuitive. I don't know anything about what rocks invite more ghosts so your wife doesn't have like healing crystals around the house and she yeah she's know not that woo woo man uh, okay. i mean it's just a job it's a fun job but it's still a job but no well wait a minute no she does have a healing crystal i forgot well she just got it it's a thing she wears around her neck she holds on to it antoine's restaurant is one of the french creole restaurants that put new orleans on the culinary map and proprietor antoine uh opened in 1868 is said to still preside over its various dining rooms Wearing a tuxedo. You know, my wife gives the ghost tours in the French quarters, and she tells people on the tour, hey, take take a billion pictures. You know, take pictures of everything. Because when you finish the tour, uh, or you're looking at the, the pictures you took, you might you might have found an orb, mm-hmm. you know, like, and that might be a ghost. And uh, she told that some teen girls were on the tour one night, and they took some pictures at Muriel's, the restaurant right on Jackson Square there. And brothers and sisters, that teenage girl got a picture of a ghost. I'm sure of it. I saw it. She sent it to my wife. My wife sent it to me. There's definitely like a translucent, old-timey woman sitting at one of these tables by herself looking like she's got unrequited love, you know, so. <laughs> That's love again. Yeah. You know. Salem, Massachusetts is number three, obviously, thought to be haunted by the spirits of 19 witches who were put to death for their Alleged crime. Some I would say think that would be number one. What, Salem? Yeah. No, we're getting a number one. Number one might surprise you. It surprised me. Well, it, it's, it didn't shock me, but it surprised me. 
some say the spirits of those witches still linger at Gallows Hills, the site of their execution. The spirit of Bridget Bishop is said to haunt the Lyceum Bar and Grill, where she used to own an apple orchard. I'm interested in, like, restaurants being haunted. You know, like, haunted house, okay, like, abandoned cardboard box factory, graveyard, you know, whatever. But, like, a restaurant, like a busy restaurant? Well, I always fantasize of, like, when I die, I would haunt, like, Willie Nelson's or Snoop Dogg's tour bus just to see if they know the difference of whether they were being haunted or they're just really stoned. <laughs> Put down the joint, Snoop. Here's uh, number two, Gettysburg, Pennsylvania, obviously the site of one of the most massive Civil War battles. 51,000 people died at the uh, Battle of Gettysburg, and all 40 miles of its battlefield are thought to have paranormal activity. Man, I'm not getting near that. If they have some sort of thing that's like, the Gettysburg, Pennsylvania Paranormal Society, and we're going to bring you out onto the battlefield and you get to do your own haunting. I'm staying in and watching HDTV. I'm not, I'm not going to do that. I don't want nothing to do with all those dead soldiers, man. That's too creepy. Outside? At night? But that makes more sense to me because uh, a mass battlefield, I can understand that being a, a good haunting. You know, I would, I would correlate death wherever there's a lot of death with well, haunting. for because. sure. Yeah, so, you know, you think the Calio Projects would be the most haunted place. Oh, man. Well, I'm probably not going there at night either. No offense, guys. Here, number one. Ready? Yep. Savannah, Georgia. What? Yep. Savannah is one of the cities that the American Institute of Parapsychology gets the most reports about. It has, <laughs> again, with CNBC stating things that are, to them, very obvious. It has a perfect combination of a deep history and a lot of underground water. That make it a perfect place to stick around. I'm going to ask Jen, what the hell does that have to do with anything? You got underground water, you got more ghosts? What is the correlation? I have no idea. It's not like we were talking yesterday about how, you know, if you don't want mosquitoes and flies around, you hang hang up bags of water. Maybe it's like the ghosts are attracted to water in the same way? Like it's a catalyst for the spirit realm. Mm, like it, it attracts life. The Mercer House was the home of Jim Williams, a voodoo-practicing antiques dealer and the main character in Midnight in the Garden of Good and Evil, which is a damn good film. When I was in Savannah with my wife a couple years ago, we made sure to watch that while we were there. Holds up pretty well. You may enjoy going back and putting on the Midnight in the Garden of Good and Evil. It's going to be a wild afternoon, everybody. Buckle up. I'm Ian Hoke sitting in for Scoot. He'll be back tomorrow. But until then, I'm not stuck in here with you. You're stuck in here with me. Get in touch on the Oakland Art Jewelers talking text line. That number is 504-260-1870. I'll read 100% of your texts. I'll reply to as many of them as I can. And the very best ones I'm going to read on the air. So make them count. We'll step away to take care of some business and be back with Jen Talley from the New Orleans Paranormal Society. Stick around. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink... What you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. All-star closer, Kenley Jansen, we have a question. What's the best podcast of all time? 
Baseball isn't boring, baby. I'm Rob Bradford, and every single day I'm sitting down with the biggest names to show you this great game is the greatest game. It's my podcast. It's my passion. It's a cause I started more than two years ago and is now the most prolific national daily baseball pod there is. Another fact. So jump aboard the B.I.B. Express. Follow and listen to Baseball Isn't Boring, presented by Wasabi Hot Cloud Storage on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Halloween afternoon here on WWL Radio. And joining us on the Oakland Art Jewelers Talking Text Line is Jen Talley. Jen is the lead investigator with the New Orleans Paranormal Society. Jen, welcome to the program. Thanks for making time today. Oh, thank you for having me on. Happy Halloween. And to you as well. I imagine you're probably pretty busy today. <laughs> we are. <laughs> Good. Well, I'm not going to keep you a longer minute than necessary. I know you got a lot of... A lot of people in town who want to do ghost stuff. Uh, okay, we'll just start at the beginning, Jen. Tell us about the New Orleans Paranormal Society. What's what's your mission? Um, well, we're out right now. What we're doing is uh, we take people on ghost hunts in the French Quarter and trying to teach them the reality of what they see on TV and what is not reality. Kind of more of a truth behind it. Responsible communication. What what they're looking for. What is a ghost? actually mm-hmm. and the science behind what we do great I, i'm glad you mentioned what is a ghost even because one of the one of the things that i was curious about and i wanted to ask you is how do you even start to really define what constitutes a paranormal event i mean that's that throws kind of a wide net could you color that in for us uh it, it really does and so basically the theory behind what a ghost is is simply energy Everything is energy. Mm-hmm. If you think back to science class, and there's a scientific law called the law of conservation that states that energy cannot be created nor destroyed. Right. So when we think about death, if we are energy and we can't be destroyed, a part of us can't be destroyed, that's in theory what we're trying to interact with. Whoa. Yeah. Okay. Great. Um, well, well, of, sorry, go ahead. Go ahead. I was oh, going to say. And most of our equipment that we use detect some kind of energy or vibration or motion. Mm-hmm. Well, what inspired you to pursue this line of work, Jen? How did you get into this? <laughs> um, few of us that do this, we were actually the walking ghost tour guides in the quarter. So we walked people around, told them all the haunted stories sure. about um, different buildings. And one of the things that we heard uh, that we were asked is, why can't we go in? Yeah. And so a few of us set out to figure out, well, why can't we? And uh, it took a few years, and we finally found some places that would allow us to go in and um, investigate. Mm, that's great. Well, and some of them have historical hauntings behind them. Some don't, but... Mm-hmm. <clears throat> well, what, what should people expect when they go on one of your ghost hunts? I mean, take us through what the typical experience would be for someone on a ghost hunt. Sure. Uh, So we start out with just an explanation of what a ghost is. We try to have people keep a very objective mindset. You know, we have skeptics that come on the tour. We have uh, people that are very much believers. But to be a good investigator, you have to be objective because not every event is paranormal. Sometimes our equipment can go off and it's your cell phone's not on airplane mode or you walk past the squeaky floorboard. And those are the things you have to look for to be objective, to try to explain away anything 
that you possibly can and then look for um, repeating the action upon request um, to whatever spirit might be around you. Uh, we explain the equipment, and then we put the equipment in their hands, and they operate it. Tell us about the they equipment. What, what, what kind of, it, uh, you know, what, what is the equipment? What, like, what is it called? What does it do? <laughs> well, the favorite piece of equipment is the SLS camera, which stands for Structured Light Sensor. And it's effectively Xbox. It's an Xbox Connect sensor with Xbox uh, Connect Explorer software on a tablet. Really? The software itself has, yes. I know, right? Who knew you could use Xbox to go stunt? <laughs> I did not have that on my bing. I guess you probably can't play Halo on there, but uh, Xbox nonetheless. All right, anyway, go on. So you got the SLS camera, which is basically an Xbox souped up. Yeah, it, it, and it, in the Xbox has skeletal mapping software in it. That's how the games work with motion, as you have the bar on your TV. And, you know, oh, sure, some yeah. of us that are of a certain age remember we Tennis. Of course. And we threw the remote to the TV. Yep. But that's, that's, that's the premise behind it. And we find that because it's looking for the human form, it, it tends, it's, they found when people were playing games that it was mapping things that were not there. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh. I got the Ghiblis. Okay, wow. All right, please. I didn't mean to interrupt you, but yeah, that's that's real creepy. Um, please continue. It, 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 it's it's creepy, but it's cool. I guess it's cool. No, yeah. Maybe I'm a little desensitized. Or I'm a little weird. <laughs> <laughs> well, you've certainly got a home here, Jen. Please continue. <laughs> I know, right? Um, so you can actually see anomalies on there that are stick figures, and we you can interact with them we'll have people hold their hand out see if this you know introduce themselves to the spirit hey my name is jen how are you we can see you would you shake my hand and introduce yourself and we'll see on the camera sometimes that the hand of the anomaly will reach out and actually will shake their hand or we'll ask them to give us a high five or low five and you'll see the the motion of that um of the spirit doing that. Sometimes people can actually feel it. They'll feel cold in their hand or tingly in their fingers. Mm. Um, I know. So it gives people a, a little bit of, of an experience to actually see what we're looking for. And then we back it up by other pieces of equipment. We have something called a REM pod, which is just a, a motion sensor mm -hmm. and lights go off when you break the proximity and so we'll see, have that, and sometimes we'll point the camera at it, and if the motion sensor is going off, we'll try to see, okay, well, is the camera picking up an anomaly there? And wow. sometimes it is. Okay. Uh, I have a, a question here on the Oakland Art Jewelers Talking Text Line. Somebody asks, can you please ask her what's the difference between a ghost and a spirit? There isn't. They're the same thing, right? Kind of just interchangeable yeah. terms? Okay. All right. Well, there exactly. you go. Texas. Exactly. Um, what's like one of the most memorable or intriguing experiences that you've seen somebody go through in your work as a lead investigator? On these experience, I think that the, the best thing to ever happen to anyone is when their family members come through. Oh, sure. And they get to connect. Um, they get to, to get some messages from loved ones that have passed. Um, and, we, you know, we heal both sides of the veil. 
you know, the, the living person gets the healing message, and maybe the spirit delivers one so they can cross over. Hmm. Mm. This reminds that, me. That's, Sorry, go ahead. Go ahead. No, I no, was. No, go ahead. No, I know you really go ahead. Um, and that's part of our mission as well. Is so many groups that you see on TV, you see them go into these places and they do this investigation, and it's all this hype and evidence of things, and then they leave. And there's no responsibility or no accountability to me taken by a lot of those groups to say, well, why are the spirits here and what do they need? Why are they not crossing over? Mm-hmm. And that's something else we teach as well. So if we are on our hunts in different locations, we ask our, the spirits that are there all the time, do you still want to stay here? If, if not, what do you need to cross over? And we, we help them do that. If they, if they need that or want that, some of them don't want to. Do you feel like a certain responsibility, like like a like almost like a societal obligation to to take care of spirits that say they yeah they'd like to move on? Yes, I think that is our responsibility. Do they? If and we have. Then that could be like a, that, that could be a pretty specific ask, right? I mean, what what's 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 an example of something uh, that was holding a spirit back that said it wanted to move on? We have one location. There's a spirit named Paul. Um, It's at the former district courthouse in the French Quarter. Um, There's a hotel there. The Andrew Jackson Hotel sits there now. He told us that he was executed for killing his mother. He He was convicted of clubbing her to death. And he said he didn't do it. And he will not move on until his name is cleared. And so we've actually contacted some uh, archives through the library, and we're going to go search the court cases to see if we can find his court case and present that to somebody to see if we can even just have them show up, maybe someone from the DA's office, I don't know, just show up and say, hey, you're, you're cleared. You know, we, we're pardoning you. And maybe that will let that spirit move on. That is cool, man. That's really cool. I like it. Um, how do you handle, you said you have skeptics on your tour. How do you, I hope that they're not rude about it. I mean, how do you handle skepticism and criticism from people who might doubt the existence of ghosts, who might doubt the veracity of what you do? Sometimes some of them are difficult. Um, sometimes you get them extremely involved. You give them things like we have a thermal camera. Um, that is, you know, people use for hunting or various other things. You give them things that are uh, like the SLS, and then you ask them, can you explain that? Explain this to me. What you are seeing, if you don't believe that it's an anomaly at least, you don't have to say it's a ghost, tell me what it is. Mm-hmm. And yeah. more often than not, they they don't have an answer. Some do. Mm-hmm. And that's fine. You know, and, and it's okay. We're all entitled to believe what we want to believe. There's and a- But it, some of them come away with their eyebrows raised and maybe they're questioning a little. And that's, that's kind of fun, too. That's awesome. Good. Uh, here's another text that says, uh, is there really ectoplasm? LOL. Is ectoplasm a real thing? <laughs> sort of. <laughs> 
It is, yeah, right? I mean, I, I already knew the answer to that is. question. Yeah. Well, tell us what you know about ectoplasm. Um, not a whole lot, actually, but it's it's more of an energy than it. It's not the uh, what is it? The the, the, the snotty, line. goopy stuff from Ghostbusters. It's yeah. all sticks on his fingers and everything. I mean, it's not quite like that, but I feel no, like I, I read quite I recently, like, yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. What do you consider to be the most haunted places in New Orleans? Oh, wow. Um, you know that Andrew Jackson's pretty haunted. The hotel, um, sure. Yes, it is. Um, we also... There's a couple private residences that are up there that I can't name, but they are in the French Quarter. Mm-hmm. And um, Muriel's Restaurant, um, I know they tout their ghosts. That is That second floor is very, very, very active. Right, um, right, right before you came on, in, in the last segment before we took the commercial break and, and we got John, I was just telling Coleman, my wife gives ghost tours, and she somebody on her tour got a picture of a ghost at Muriel's, and it was shown to me, and I'm, you know, just like the skeptic that you have on your tour, like, I don't have a damn explanation for what I'm seeing other than that this is some sort of otherworldly spirit, you know. Yep. I don't know. There's just no explanation for that. Okay, so uh, Muriel's private restaurant. I know I saw on your website earlier you mentioned the Buckner Mansion. Is that still pretty haunted? Um, I've not actually been there. Um, yeah, I've never so been inside I either. I used to. I, I gave food tours for a long time, and in the um, in oh, the yeah. in the lower Garden District, we would stop by the Buckner Mansion on the way to one of the restaurants, and I would tell the story of Josephine, the maid who was an enslaved person who lived her entire life, born, worked, and died in that mansion. And she said to, to haunt the mansion. And, you know, you always uh, smell like lemon scent because that's what she would use to clean the floors. And, you know, typical stuff like the curtains will move and the fans will turn themselves on. But that's also a pretty famous building because that's where they filmed American Horror Story, that season of it that exactly. was filmed here. Yeah. Um, okay, well, what's another... Uh, tell us, you have some other tours. Speaking of what's on your website, you offer other services beyond just the ghost haunts, right? Hunts, rather? Uh, we do just the ghost hunts right now. Um, we, do private in, we do private investigations from time to time. Um, we are not taking them right now uh, because sure. we are so busy and, yeah. and we're short-staffed. But um, we do have some people who are members that do seances and... They do uh, readings, tarot and mediumship, palmistry mm-hmm. um, at, I think, Starling Magic. That's actually uh, Priestess Claudia Williams. She's uh, Her property is actually one place that we do take people on the investigations. And she has quite an array of spirits back there in her, in her building. And then we have another place, speaking of American Horror Story, called the Hands of Fate. Um, they do readings as well, and that was actually the site of the first Church of Witchcraft, founded by Mary Oneida Toops, who was portrayed in American Horror Story um, by Jessica Lange and the lady who played her daughter. They split her into two characters, and they never named her. Oh. But that's who, that's who the, the Witch Supreme was based on, was Mary. 
This is good stuff, Jen. We we got to stop there, but uh, I'll let you. I know Halloween is the busiest day of the year for for you and your uh, ilk. So get out there and make a billion dollars and show the people the ghosts and re- release them back into the spirit world or let them move on, whatever they want to do. Thank you so much for making time to speak to us today. I loved it. Uh, thanks so much for having me. All right. Take it easy. Jen Talley is the lead investigator of the New Orleans Paranormal Society. It's very easy to go check out their website. I believe it's just NewOrleansParanormalSociety.com. Let's double check on that before I just give it away. Yeah, you can just Google New Orleans Paranormal Society. It pops right up. We'll come back with more of your texts. I got some skeptics on the Oakland Art Jeweler talking text line that people that don't think any of that was real, think Jen was pulling my leg. But I don't think that she was, so we'll have that conversation when we come back. Ian Hoken for Scoot. I'll be right back. On the Oakland Art Jewelers talking text line, got a couple texts here asking about the Myrtles Plantation in St. Francisville. Is it still the most haunted site in America? I don't know. I guess we'd have to ask the experts at CNBC. I don't know what's the most haunted site in America. No, but I, I believe the Myrtles is probably pretty haunted. I mean, I always heard that, you know, I like to I like to go stay in St. Francisville around Christmas time, go up there and just have a little tiny Louisiana staycation and everyone's always talking about how haunted the Myrtles are and man like on an overcast December afternoon St. Francisville feels haunted just top to bottom side to side like that whole place just gives you the ghibli so it should not surprise anybody that a former plantation would probably be haunted as well got a couple other interesting texts in here here's one that says uh, oh, no, I just read that one. Sorry. Yes, want to know about the Myrtles. Where is that other one? Pardon me here. I'm not going to read that one until later. Where is it? Oh, man. Ah, I don't believe in ghosts, but my wife went on a ghost tour, and she was taking pictures in front of one of the haunted buildings here in New Orleans, and it was as clear as anything I've seen. A man with blonde hair and a blue suit walking past her in one of the pictures you could see right through him man that is pretty scary blonde hair blue suit man just walking around back there okay now this is totally nuts i hope you're sitting down this is this is just just absolutely bonkers somebody texted me and said i used to work at tableau in the quarter and that's just as an aside tableau is the restaurant that's at the corner um it's right off Jackson Square. There it used to be the other half of the Le Petit Theater, which has, you know, been a theater for, I don't know, 110, 20 years, something like that. And everybody in the theater community knows that Le Petit was haunted as hell. So then when Dickie Brennan bought one side of it and turned it into Tableau, I guess the ghost went over there too. The text continues, we got this paranormal activity on our security cameras. The others, well, I'm this, okay. So they sent me a, a link to this YouTube video that was posted by Dickie Brennan and company. The name of the video is New Orleans Restaurant Tableau's Chilling Ghost Video Has Us Seeing Red. The ghost video is only one minute long. Coleman, did you get a chance to watch it yet? Yes, I did. What do you think about this, dude? I want to whoop that ghost ass. No, I know that's rude, right? Okay, well, don't don't tell don't don't tell people what happens in the video. But, but it does have me. I know now. I understand the title. It's what rude. Happened. It's rude. Yeah, it's it's a, okay. So look, I want you to text me on the Oakland Art Jewelers talking text line something like, "Hey, show me the video or send me the link," and I'm going to send you this YouTube link, and you can look it out on your phone and you tell me that ghosts aren't real. I dare you. I double dog dare you to watch this video and offer up an explanation as to what the hell just happened here at Tableau Restaurant right in the French Quarter. You can't do it. You can't do it. It's a ghost. It's a, it's a, 
It's a rude ghost. Here's something interesting. This family in Bristol in the United Kingdom put up a, uh, the, you know, a Halloween display in the front yard. It says, uh, Leah Adam Steele lives on the edge of Bristol, reading now from BBC. Decorated her front garden with cobwebs, pumpkins, and three witches with her two young children. She received the following letter in the mail. Dear resident, as a member of the Longwell Green community, I would like to ask you to be considerate of young children and others who may not be comfortable viewing your outdoor displays, which are quite scary and aggressive. Not everyone celebrates Halloween. Images of witches, the occult, and such like can be offensive and scary to some, and they actually gave nightmares to my child, who has to pass these most days. I realize you're free to express yourself on your own property, unless you are renting, of course, but this just feels a bit too far, and I'm sure you did not intend to offend anyone. You're just doing it for fun, but if perhaps in the future, I ask kindly that you consider those passing by. So this woman's Halloween display is literally three featureless witches made out of black garbage bags, and then there's some, like, store-bought cobwebs and spiders, and this woman's neighbor is upset? How do you think she's going to feel about things over here on the other side of the pond? We talked yesterday about the place in Washington State where they got the 12-foot skeletons having sex on the lawn in front of the elementary school. You think she's going to write a letter about that? About the X-rated Yeah, display? that's right. Coleman with the joke. And then uh, Utah, they had the display where the skeleton was, like, stripping, like, uh, you know, like in a sexy stripper way with a stop sign. And then how do you think they're going to feel about this guy out in Bucktown that's got the beheaded Jesus in his front yard? I mean, come on, Probably Snowflake. Probably not too flattering. Not going to love that. All right, send me a text asking me for the ghost video, and I'll send it back for you. And then at 2 o'clock, we'll have a little discussion about whether or not we're seeing ghostly activity in that video or something else. And then at 2.30, we're going to talk to Danielle Allen from uh, this long name thing. What is it? Political scientist and director of the Allen Lab for Democracy Renovation at Harvard Kennedy School Ashton Center for Democratic Governance and Innovation. And then at 3 o'clock, we're going to read some of your ghost stories, man. It's all good, clean fun from here on out. Stick around. I'm Ian Hoken for Scoot BRB. Several hundred of you have texted in asking for a link to the YouTube video of the haunting at Tableau Restaurant in the French Quarter. <laughs> I, I thank you for doing that. Um, it's just going to take me a little minute to get through of them. So if uh, I'll, I'll spend the next, you know, 10 minutes during the news texting everybody the link. But it, if I don't get to you right away, I, I promise it's coming. It's just going to just going to take me a minute to get through all these requests on uh, Dave Cohen's program this morning. They asked, should Halloween be observed on October 31st or the last Saturday of October? Man, people had some big feelings about that. Absolutely not, one person said on the text line. The last Saturday in October is reserved for adult Halloween parties. I don't have time to do both. That's the alpha and omega of it right there. You can't have trick-or-treating and the last weekend night on the same night because then what are we supposed to do? If we got young kids, we can't go to the big sexy party. Come on, think about this. Ian Hogan for Scoop. Be right back. All-star closer, Kenley Jansen, we have a question. What's the best podcast of all time? Baseball isn't boring, baby. I'm Rob Bradford, and every single day I'm sitting down with the biggest names to show you this great game is the greatest game. It's my podcast. It's my passion. It's a cause I started more than two years ago and is now the most prolific national daily baseball pod there is. Another fact. So jump aboard the B.I.B. Express. Follow and listen to Baseball Isn't Boring, presented by Wasabi Hot Cloud Storage on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.